Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is The New Old Order, and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia. No one's going no to debate that? No. It's going to no, let it go? That's very okay. fine. You can call yourself whatever you like. We know you're a shadow puppet for the government. Um, we know the strings are actually being pulled by some clever mastermind, probably in some sort of Russell Crowe mask behind See, the scenes. I was, I've been calling myself whatever I wanted for the last two years, so I wasn't going to touch that one. <laughs> And I'm here with my two colleagues from across the seas, each dumber than the other. <laughs> you wouldn't think it's possible until you think about it. <laughs> um, I haven't thought of a title yet, so t- I'm just going to be Captain Sebastian today. Oh, no. Yar. I don't know. We're a pirate nation now. Um, oh, of- you're falling apart, said America. World America. Uh, yeah, I'll get. Uh, so, yeah, from the United States of World America. My, I'm sick, and I'm going to blame Andrew for he's run my country for like one week, and oh, the healthcare has gone straight down. I've gotten ill. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Yes, but at least your moral guidance is absolute. also worse than ever before. <laughs> Can you hear that? I'm a pirate now. Famously but bad morals. Your fiscal guidance is also worse. No, I encouraged you to back your currency with gold, and now gold and now is I'm a going, pirate, and I'm burying it. Is going through the roof. So you're welcome. And under the sand. <laughs> I don't think it's going through the roof at all. It, in Australian dollars, it's at an all-time high. Yeah, but it was measured in big dollars earlier. Yeah, they're not. Great. Pretty good. And I am Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, we each run a virtual Nate on a nation simulator, nationstates.net. And just to be different, this third season of ours, we have been mind-switched by aliens. Curse those aliens. We find them, we invite them for tea, and then they leave and swap all our minds out. Yeah, so I am currently running... Andropolia. Andropolia. That's correct. Andrew Andrew is currently running me, is currently running World America. And Zane won the proverbial lottery (laughs) in that I am running uh, whatever his nation's called. (laughs) Oh, the disdain. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where's the respect? There was respect. What happened to politics? It's fine. I'm just congratulating my, my colleague on his great win. He won the me. Well, who would care to start us off? I'm going to because I feel as though there is a ticking clock on my health and I want to just, before I collapse at the table. Your mental health maybe. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm in a bit of a tight bind, you see. Um, Unfortunately, I forgot to strategically get rid of all the issues I didn't want Andrew to touch um, prior to this session. And they are all, they are all financial issues, except for one, which is a pretty hefty racial issue, which I also don't want you touching. I'm going to give you 
This the Why, do, do you not think I would give an appropriate response? Uh, I've read the issues and I don't. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a very important industry related issue as a test to see if I can trust you for the remainder of this season. Very well. I don't okay. see the point. You don't really have a choice in the matter, but well, okay. I'm, this is a test to see if I need to be more selective with who I trust oh, I, with what. Oh, very good. Okay. So it's titled Uranium Mining Workers Strike. Workers across the nation have gone out on indefinite strike over what they claim are substandard wages in the uranium mining industry. We're the backbone of this country and we demand a fair wage rise, says union leader Tom Cotchin. I don't think a 20% increase over two years is too much to ask. Unless the government forces employers to give us our due, we'll shut down, this, we'll shut down the whole industry. Let's see how well World America's economy manages without any uranium mining, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. Yep, go ahead. Or option two. This is it. <laughs> oh, this is even worse because there's only two options. So <laughs> we pay our employees very generous wages, says employer representative. Um, oh, no. Baratendu Kidman nailed it. <laughs> Especially when you consider that without us, they'd all be out on the street. Hear that, you scumbags? Out on the street. Anyway, my point is, if you cave in, you make our entire industry uncompetitive. You can't do that in the global marketplace. It'll hurt the whole country. The best solution, economically speaking, will be to relax industry, industrial laws and allow us to fire troublemakers on the spot. Well, it sounds like your uranium industry is dead either way. So I yeah. would prefer you killed it in option one. <laughs> in the way oh, of, of course you would monkeys poor give them what they want but also destroy that horrible industry that's literally damning my entire nation so wait, is number one denying them the right to strike um I well, thought- no denying the pay increase the government mandated pay increase if they don't get that then they will strike the, the consequence of number one is that they will strike oh maybe i read it wrong um uh, 20 no, I mean, increase they want the 20 percent increase so if you Unless- yeah so they're going to strike Unless they get the increase. Yep. Uh, so, so option one is to give them that. Give them a 20% increase over the next two years. All right. Let's do a little thought experiment. Who pays workers? Jesus. No, the, the employer. No. Me. Customers pay workers. Yes. So if assuming this, you're yeah. talking about almost every homeowner is effectively paying them because it's a... That's exactly right. Yep. So if people don't want to pay more for uranium workers... That means they don't value uranium as much as the workers think it should be valued at. Okay. Everybody wants more money. Everybody thinks their job is, you know, worth the most, and they bring the most value to to their to their workplace, to their to whatever it is they're doing. I'm shoveling <coughs> dirt. That means I'm valued at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. It's true. Yeah. So, America, let me give you another <laughs> question: Who stands in between the uranium and the customer? The people selling it to them? Correct. <laughs> Did I win? Did I win? Now, if they have to pay more for the uranium to make the same amount, will their business make as much money? It won't, Zane. <laughs> they may have to charge more to make the same amount of money, right? Mm. And what happens if you charge more for things? What happens to the demand for those things? It goes down. Yes, that's exactly right. So I, I, I can see you guys... You know, twisting away here. <laughs> Just pick the option that gets rid of my uranium industry. I don't care. I want you really, to actually. The correct answer is nationalize uranium mining. In this case, <laughs> I feel like the correct answer is 
to ban it. But unfortunately, the one time I need it, Nation State doesn't give it to me. I 100 It's your biggest industry. Yeah, but it's, it's the thing you cleared your forest and irradiated your dogs on. This I'm is hoping like, to undo this that. This is deleting the internet all over again. <laughs> I just want to fix my rainforest. <laughs> all right. All right. So well, we- if you want to do that, then the, the biggest chance you have of impacting the uranium mining sector is to regulate it more. Because the more you regulate it, you have, a, you have more of a say over what they do. Mm. And if you want them to stop, then you can get them to stop. However- It's not what I want to do. That's not what you- what? No, no, no. As in like, it doesn't matter what I want to do. No, it, do, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it depends entirely on what conditions the uh, uranium companies have on them, have already imposed on them. Right. If they're prevented from increasing their workers' wages because of some regulation somewhere or some other rule that would make it difficult or would you know impact their business uh, in in unintended ways somewhere down the line, then you should get rid of those regulations. But you don't have that option. Um, option two and was to get rid of regulations. And absolutely, the government should should distance itself as much as possible from any you know uh, 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 from any contract between parties that don't need the government involved. And the only reason they want the government involved is to, you know, stick a gun to the company's heads and say, well, looks like uranium just got 20% more expensive for everybody. I think it but did it. Recap number two for us, because um, I think we're going to go with that one. The best solution, economically speaking, would be to relax industrial laws and allow us to fire troublemakers on the spot. There we go. So it could be that they're prevented from getting rid of unproductive workers... Right, and in no, and and in doing so, they are also prevented from giving raises to the people who are productive. I think, I mean, you can read it that way. I'm reading it That's as these other people the are kicking up a stink. We want to make it so we can get rid of people that are causing Look, strikes. Yeah, yeah. Any any situation is, of course, going to descend into that. You know political battle of, of using some rule, using some justification to get rid of your enemies. That's always going to happen. And if you Im- <laughs> impose extra rules on top of that, all you do is make it more complicated. It's still going to happen. I'm just going to select option two because I know I can't talk you out of this. Now, option two for very good reasons is the right answer. I just want to get rid of this stupid <laughs> industry. Employees may fire workers without giving any reason. Yep, as so- it should be. Um, I got the banner, progress is thirsty work. <laughs> because the only reason that they have the job in the first place is because the employer values their labor. If they stop valuing it, they shouldn't be under any obligation to continue paying for it. I kid you guys not. I just got the most Andrew results I've ever fucking seen in my life. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not funny. It's pretty funny. I'm laughing. Industry gambling up. Two hundred and seventy nine percent. And you don't like gambling. I don't. But it does go up and down. But not that much. <laughs> no. Um, but I haven't got to the um, the Andrew side of things. Wealth gaps up one hundred and thirty five percent. Average income of the rich up fifty three percent. Yeah, because now the productive workers can get the money that the unproductive workers were squelching from the company. They're no squelching. longer there. Black market up. Siphoning. Thirty eight percent. Crime up 31%. Ah, the transformation begins. Charmlessness up 20. Freedom from taxation 16. Economic freedom 12. Weaponization 11. <laughs> Average disposable income 8%. Rudeness 6. Economy 4. Average income 4. 
economic output and averageness for. I'm not going to go through all the rest, but like I had a thirty-one percent increase in crime. Andrew, you are your own worst enemy. This has <laughs> you have you have to see this and think you did what you did to Andrew Polia. It wasn't your start-off stats. It was you. We have to remember this is a simulation, and it may just be the case that the author of this simulation has. <laughs> <laughs> has a has a has a bent against free market. I will say <laughs> free market capitalism. I, do, I, do, I don't think it's so much against free market. I but I do think uh, free market does not uh, protect employment, and any rise in unemployment will also be a rise in crime. <sighs> downs. So, there's that. Yeah, I got the downs. Good downs. No. <laughs> Income equality, fifty-seven percent. Well, yeah. Oof. Average income of the poor. 35%. <laughs> Tourism, 20%. Safety, 12 Ideological radicality, 9 Death rate. Oh, death rate down 8%. There you go. You're safer. Authoritarianism You're down welcome. 7%. That's also good. You're welcome. Taxation down 5%. You're welcome. No, I like citizens high taxation. Of, <laughs> citizens of Submerica, you are welcome. Oh, I can't believe I had a Cut. The fat, Seb. Crime up 31%. Cut the fat. This is the first time ever my crime has gone up. Ever. It's well, still nowhere near <laughs> as bad as yours yet, but you're trying. Give it a while. <clears throat> I have an issue. Can I borrow a word? A group of disgruntled language connoisseurs are complaining that loanwords from the Galenius, <clears throat> Galenius language are contaminating. If that's a joke, I don't get it. G-A-L-L-I-E-N-N-A-I-S. Galenius? Galenius, yeah. Yeah. Are contaminating the native tongue of Australia. They are calling for a government-sponsored language purification project, robbing me of my joy de vivre (laughs) as I try to relax and enjoy my pamplemousse cocktail. So wait, they're worried about foreign words getting mixed into the language. Yeah. Oh, this is going to go fun for them. (laughs) This is a disgrace, exclaims Harold Hastings, a linguist from Zanestralia City University, slamming the latest edition of the Maxford Zanestralian Dictionary on my desk. These nasty Galenaeus words full of nasal sounds have started to invade our glorious language. We should immediately launch this project in order to replace these hideous loan words from their pristine Australian counterparts. My colleagues and I have already have some suggestions on the table. Eggy flapjacks for omelette. And how about, hey, I've seen this before for deja vu. <laughs> All we need to publish is a comprehensive list. To publish a comprehensive list is a generous subsidy on your part. So I was very much against him until he gave the funniest options for replacement <laughs> words. And now I'm like, oh, maybe there is some good side. And that's why you deleted your internet. So just, just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. This is what uh, the French do. There is a branch of the French government concerned with uh, maintaining the purity of the language. Also Iceland. And also Iceland? Because Iceland, they don't make new words. They just get old Icelandic words and put them together right. with new meaning. And so they don't adopt words from outside. Well, f- well France specifically in their um, communications board, they prohibit uh, broadcasters from using words that aren't on their pure French, uh, mm. appropriate French words list. Um, I believe it was also proposed during Brexit um, that the English 
remove all the French words. Oh, right. And, and of course, <laughs> half yeah, of it, English is French. It makes quite, or a, quite a difference. Or from French, yeah. uh, French base. So it's ridiculous. What do you say My the letter on language <laughs> is descriptive, not prescriptive. Is there an, a, I know we use envelope, but is there an, yes. an, an English word for an envelope instead of a... Yeah. Um, yeah, a letter, letter holder. Hold on. A letter package. Actually, letter is Letter pocket. <laughs> Satchel is also probably French. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I'd, I'll, oh. I'll have to look it up um, what it is, but the, somebody went, went to the effort of uh, writing about atomic theory using only words that, come, that, that have a, an English etymology. Yeah. And it's, and it's, quite, it's quite remarkable, actually. It's quite nice. Hmm. So... I'm very much against this. <laughs> yep. <coughs> Option number two. How many options are there? Three. Okay. Uh, mon dieu, but this approach will not work. It doesn't target the raison d'etre for Galenaeus loanwords, enunciates William Horman, an enthusiast and Galenaeus literature professor from Canberra University with visible ennui. The Galenaeus culture is superior to ours and so is the langue par, co- par conquesson. We need Galenaeus words to express highbrow concepts such as rapprochement and savoir-faire and je ne sais quoi. The importation of Galenaeus words. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Is fait accompli and trying to reverse it will only be a faux pas. Let us embrace and teach all Galenaeus words to linguistic diversity. Vive la différence. There's not much need for every single language to have a different word for every single thing. Correct. Right? Um, computers, for example, spread throughout the world very quickly and a lot of the terminology almost exclusively is English, right? All the, all the, yeah. the, the hardware, the software, all the, all, all the terms for navigating it, they're all English. And for very good reason because it all came about very quickly. Not every country needs to sit down and adopt a new word specific to that language to describe this thing. Just use the English word already there for it. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Everybody, the whole point of language is That's why is to, we use silhouette. Yeah. Because otherwise we'd just be saying nondescript shadow. Yeah, exactly right. There's, there's no reason for everybody to have their own little slice of things. Language is about uh, communicating. It's about sharing ideas. And if there's already a word for it, just use the word. It's also ridiculous that each country has a different name for other countries <laughs> than that country uses. Just use theirs. Just use What's theirs. <laughs> Like Japan is is uh, a misheard misheard pronunciation of a misheard pronunciation of a misheard yes. pronunciation yeah. of what Marco Polo asked the Chinese that that island was called, <laughs> and yet still they call themselves Nihon or Nippon, yep. and we still everyone calls we call them Japan. Yep. Yep. Like why? Just use their word for it. Yeah, just decide overnight. Yeah, their word, whatever they say they are, that's what they are. Deutschland. It's not that hard. <laughs> It's yeah. confusing. Does that mean the Netherlands? Yes. Is that Holland, Zane? It's Holland. <laughs> <sighs> Option number three. Bar Hamburg, grunts bellicose General Sanders, while angrily smashing a Galenaeus Merlot bottle on the floor. 
We don't have to tolerate this nonsense. Let's bomb Galanese right <laughs> into the ground and colonize them. Then they'll learn our language soon enough. Yeah, that'll solve the problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I was leaning option two. <laughs> but expecting it to be the middle ground option. Now that bombs can drop. <laughs> no, I'm not I'm I'm obviously not going that. One was hilarious. <laughs> and weirdly, the second least racist thing on the board today. Right? Right. I just I I was hoping there'd be an extreme number three that's like, let's change the entire language of our nation. Yeah, that's what I would have made you well, do. Option number two kind of is that. Option number two is let's embrace and teach Galanese words and linguistic diversity. Oh, yeah. So if we're teach, using yeah. them, teach people what they mean. Like so adapt your language to be what people are talking. And you will be, because I'm selecting option two. Thank you. Because I'm rational. Well, you deleted your internet. Yeah, because we were in a computer program and I had to <laughs> fuck with it. And I did successfully fuck with it. I think I won the point that time. Felicions can only be deciphered in a Galileus dictionary. Diverse options for Zane Australia's varied youth. School bands chess is too confrontational. Newspaper readers demand more complex crosswords. And too many children mix- missing breakfast, teachers say. No big ups or downs because this is just in Australia as per usual. <laughs> the biggest up is public education, of course, at 1.1%. But between 0 and 1%, I have inclusiveness, scientific advancement, intelligence, tourism, pacifism, average income and economic output. Biggest down at less than 1%, at 0.41%, was crime. Um, and then the other downs were welfare, agriculture, and cheese exports, down, all down 0.05%. Excellent. I just can't put more money into my education. <laughs> it's, it's maxed out. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure there's an option coming where you can do it. Oh, let's hope. So, Uncleftish Beholding is the short text by Paul Anderson written in 1989, uh, to demonstrate what English might look like without the loan words from French, Greek, Latin and, yeah. all, and, and all the other ones. Uh, so it's concerning atomic theory, atomic physics, which would be uncleftish worldkin, and mm-hmm. <laughs> chemical elements would be first stuffs, <laughs> hydrogen would be water stuff. What, what do you think sour stuff would be? Sour stuff? Sour stuff. Um, make feel bad mouth stuff? <laughs> No, oh, oxygen. Oxygen oh. Is, is sour stuff. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uranium is emir stuff. Uh, bulk bits. What do you think they might be? Bulk uh, bits. Bulk bits. What do you think they might be referring to in atomic theory? It would be protons? Uh, molecules. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and bindings. Would be electrons? Compounds. Right. Oh, well, but, yeah, but okay. yeah, you, you see that kind of uh, where it's just English words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that do, it sounds completely different, sounds completely foreign. It sounds. Like what I would imagine they would speak if the world of mortal engines were to actually exist. <laughs> <Quite> right, right. <laughs> I was like, let's cut right off from French. We're only using English words now. Let's get this dystopia going right. Thank God that universe didn't take off. <laughs> Thank goodness. All right. All right, Andropolia. Let me have my say. Plague of the hybrids. Oh, no. Angry farmers have taken to the streets demanding the government act after reported sightings of strange penguin-like dogs 
eating all the crops in the fields. Said America. If I had this option, it would say big dog like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yep. yep. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> this unholy union should never have taken place to begin with, comments Carter Robinson, an angry farmer. The penguin was never meant to mate with a dog. They eat my crops, they attack my livestock, and they're breeding so quickly they're swamping my environment. We can't make a living like this. You've got to give us the funds and manpower to shoot anything that comes within a mile of our property and put an end to these freaks of nature. We must wipe these creatures out now before, you know, <laughs> we'll all be eating fish. Uh, or Okay, so there's a pest. Give the farmers license to shoot anything within a mile of their property. Yep. Very broad uh, permission. Do they not already have that right in, in Andropolia? You would think that they would. I'm pretty sure you had legislation that if someone's on your, oh, I guess it's just on your property, you can shoot them. But it then you, you have to face the legislation. It's, very, it's very strange that we're, that we're required to make legislation without any reference to all the existing yes. legislation. <laughs> what happens? Well, that's option one. Okay. Number two. We can't just destroy these creatures, exclaims Hope Zuckerberg, owner of Andropolia's biggest safari park. They may look ugly to you, but I think they're just beautiful. We need to study them and understand them. Think of what we could learn. These wonderful beasts may be a little harmful to the environment, but think of the people who will flock to see them. It would be an educational experience. Think of the money. A very reasonable petition there from somebody... So, protect them in the safari park. Uh, yes, 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 in a sense, or legalise their, their capture or um, or keeping. Okay. How many options are there? We get, uh, there is a third. Okay. We could always just kill off all the dogs. Marlon Fields from the Keep the Species Pure Foundation whispers to you in a conversation. The penguin is one of the many things our country is famous for. Any perversion of its image reflects upon us all. We can't have their image spoilt by these ugly abominations. Just get the police to go around and kill them all and we can rest easy knowing our countryside is safe. So get the government to kill them. <laughs> Instead of letting the farmers do it themselves. I, I don't... If they're a pest, they're kind of like kangaroos in Australia. Right. If they're a pest, well, they are they eating, can be dealt with. They are eating the crops. Yeah. They're attacking livestock and they're breeding so quickly... They just swamp everything out. Okay, so maintaining the population isn't a problem. No. So the farmers, option number one's not irrational, but it is very broad. I'm definitely leaning towards option number two because if you can make use of the resource, which is this highly breeding animal, and then can so, monetize the control of it right. without government putting money in, then that's really the ideal. So number two will um, uh, propose us to study them and understand them. Yep. I'm presuming that comes with a whole heap of research grants. Well, and um, they were talking about tourism as well. As well, And yes. they were thinking, saying, think about the money, not we will require a lot of money. Is now, it, uh, that's, that's, not a, that's not a bad option. Um, in studying them, you could be able to find ways to control their... Uh, their population in not in nonviolent ways, yeah. um, but you risk not finding that before they cause irreversible harm to Correct. the environment and to the agricultural economy. Is your agriculture particularly significant? Because if I remember, it's not particularly significant. In it's back. It's it's made a comeback. Yeah, it's taken a few hits recently. Um, unfortunately, 
but it is a significant part of the economy. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to get the police to do it. Thank goodness for that. I'm going to go option. I'm going to go option number two, uh, because I think that's the only way that you're going to try to make anything out of it, rather than just killing animals that are a pest. I applaud that, and I think, and I that's, think that's appropriate. Kind of the Australian take on kangaroos. Like, if they are a pest, yeah. you can get rid of them. Uh, but we're also trying to turn them into a tourist attraction yeah. and sell their meat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay. Well, that's been selected. I don't think there's any reason why one and two couldn't work in conjunction. Yeah. Farmers should be able to kill anything entering their property anyway if it's damaging the. Their yeah, pro- absolutely. Yeah. Because animals don't have any special protection in Andropolia. No. 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 Well, there is a there is an issue on the books that could. Oh, we will see. Change that in the future. Bizarre-looking creatures called penguin dogs dominate wildlife preserves. Aww. The Andropolia Sentinel reports social groups welcome rising income equality. Andropolia wins international attention, the good kind. Finally. Fitness craze <laughs> sweeps nation again. And popular sitcom to end. No. Finally. They're going to get No more of- Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> no, that should have ended at season five. It's still good. Uh, uh, season three, sorry. It's still good, but it should have ended at three. I haven't seen any of this current season because time, but I will fight both it's of you. pretty good. Then why would we end it? Because it's getting worse. Every- it's, no longer, it's no longer getting towards a peak. Yeah. It's peaked and is on a slow decline. Now, yeah. are we saying peaked with an E-A-K or peaked with an I-Q-U? <laughs> because this matters. Both. Oh, with every additional season, you risk the show being ruined. And ruining retroactively all the, sh- all the seasons prior. Okay. Just end it. Income equality up 4%. This is really um, kind of ineffectual, believe it or not. Oh, well, I guess they weren't having a huge impact. No. Uh, intelligence up 2%. And authoritarianism, authoritarianism and scientific advancement both up 1%. Hmm, authoritarianism. Yeah. I guess you're telling the farmers what to do. Or preventing them from doing yes. what, they, what they would want to in some way. And taxation is up just slightly under 1%. As far as the downtrends are concerned, also nothing to really write home about. Ideological radicality down 1.5%, wealth gaps down 4 and agriculture, the biggest hit, mm. um, though not as bad as you might expect, down 38%. Oh. So it's significant. Yeah. It's, 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 it's right. not without some sort of hit, um, but not as bad as it could have been and who knows what will come from the future. All right. Well... I guess no huge issues. Not no, no, are you no fucking price. kidding me? I got slaughtered. <laughs> I was just saying if you were still listening. He ruined everything. No, not everything. 31% crime. 200- to be fair, I got rid of 38% of, of his agriculture industry. Shall we? Con- I don't care about 38%. He increased my fucking black market by 270 something percent. <laughs> Shall we compare? No, was, sorry, gambling. Shall we compare our crime <coughs> rates? Our what? Ooh. Our crime rates. I don't think we've done it for a while. I have no doubt that uh, Andropolia still leads the world in crime. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't surprise <laughs> Fucking you better. <laughs> no, it's not going to be a one and done that you, you take it over <laughs> because you are you have a lot of work to do to get to work. <laughs> so, so He's got three more episodes of my nation. <laughs> for reference, the- Best case scenario. The all-time high- for crime in Andropolia was at uh, 20.4 crimes per hour. We started on 8.3. The all-time low was 12.9 crimes per hour and we're currently sitting on 18.4. So it's at the high end of what it's been historically, but it's trending downwards. I was on three 
and now I'm on four. Oh. As of this episode, thanks to you. Say it isn't so. You increased it by a quarter in one move. <laughs> yeah, because the people who are too stupid to dig properly are now having to steal bread yeah, temporarily <laughs> until somebody finds a way to use but their stupid asses. who are they stealing asses. that bread from? <laughs> the <laughs> hard-working bakers. Of the bakers. <laughs> Zane Australia, of course, started off at 2.8, topped out very early at 2.89 and is now sitting at its lowest ever at 2.41. Oh, well. Wish we could all be like Zane Australia. <laughs> Ooh, I guess education stops crime. No. You've barely... Moved crime at all. Crime yeah. crime is as bad as it's I've ever been. I've stopped in- it from increasing, <laughs> unlike all your all over here. Are you kidding? I brought mine down. And, and, then, and then Andrew brought it back, back up. up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Shame on me for playing my country on the hard level. Eh? Well, you guys take it easy. With your educational programs and your and your social welfare. My dinosaur army, you mean? <laughs> That's hey, just, been- wait, just wait until the penguin dogs come after <laughs> That's been A New World Order. If you want to find us, we are on Facebook and we are on Twitter. You can find us at our home on the web, that's not kind of forward slash A New World Order. There's also a whole bunch of other podcasts on the network. Seb and Andy are both on Second Take Podcast. A uh, film review and broadly a media review. Media uh, review podcast. Media show as media, well. Media. <laughs> That's all I can do. My voice really hurts. My voice, my throat hurts. My voice is the same. Seb and I are also on Law and Disorder, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, and I'm on just many podcasts. And you can hear Zane and I on A Glass of Wine. That's right, A Glass of Wine, a wine and complaining podcast. (laughs) Very succinct. Yeah. All right, that's been us for this week. Until next week, I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, or Grand whoever... King of everything forever <laughs> of Andropolia. Oh, wait. I was going to cut him off. That's right. I forgot my bit. <laughs> That's my bit. Take two. No, I, I, I know. No, I, no editing. Um, I've been Sebastian, your captain Sebastian of the, the pirate ship that is life. Boost <laughs> no. America. Uh, also, the guy that runs World America. Uh, fight for your dreams, and your dreams will fight for you. And I have been Andrew Schosser, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.